hello, hello, and welcome to the Modern Casanova podcast with me, Troy Francis, broadcasting live. Well, it's not live because I'm recording it, but you know what I mean. I'm broadcasting this to you from my apartment in central London. And yeah, the start of another week. Uh, Lots and lots of work on this week. I hope you guys have had a great weekend and I hope that you are having a nice beginning to this spring-like week. So in London, the weather has been, you know, pretty cool, pretty nice, Um, could be better, but um, it's definitely now into spring. The girls are out and about in the streets. We are seeing more short skirts, uh, more opportunities for day game. And yeah, it's all it's all good. It's all good. Um, updates from me. Well, the new book, which will be pretty much my Bible as far as game and pickup is concerned, because it contains um, almost everything that I've written and thought about game, pickup, meeting and attracting girls and so on. Uh, for the last three years. So that is in the pipes, as they say. That is um, nearly complete. It's been edited. I need to go through that edit today. Uh, I'm speaking to the designers to get the cover sorted out. And then it needs to be formatted for Amazon because, yes, it will be an Amazon ebook again initially, like The Seven Laws of Seduction, although uh, there are also plans to make a paperback format as well which will be shortly afterwards. So yeah, um, I don't have a precise date for the launch of that book as yet, but it will be very soon, I would say, hopefully within the next um, three to four weeks. So keep your ears to the ground and I will keep you updated on any information about that. Um, If you want to follow me on Twitter, please go to... um, just search for Troy Francis on Twitter and you will find me. Um, I'm on there a lot, updating with daily game advice. And also go to the website, realtroyfrancis.com. That's realtroyfrancis.com. Uh, I worked with Kyle from This Is Trouble, who I hope to have as a guest on this podcast very soon, by the way. And uh, he helped me to redesign the site and to improve the site. And if you go and have a look now, I think it's looking really good. Um getting articles up there every day, and hopefully it is having a positive uh, effect for people. So go and check that out. Let me know. Any comments, give me a shout, email me, etc., etc. Okay, so I want to get straight into today's topic, which is about radical differentiation. And before I go into this, I need to thank uh, a friend of mine, a colleague of mine on Twitter, Mr. Be a Pickup Artist Wink. So if you go onto Twitter, you will see um, this account. It's, a, it's called Be a Pickup Artist, all in caps, and then there's a wink sign. And the, the handle, as I think we still call it, is at PUA underscore dating underscore tips. And that's all in, ca- ca- that's all in capitals. So it's at PUA underscore dating underscore tips. So if you're not already, then I would highly, highly recommend that you follow that account because this guy is basically on a daily basis, not even a daily basis, we're talking like an hourly, a half hourly basis. This guy is tweeting out game and pickup related gold. Um, It's absolutely fantastic uh, stuff. 
His content is brilliant. Um, I've had some conversations with him. He's he seems he's a great guy. Um, and I, as I say, yeah, just follow him because he's got some really really great advice, and it just keeps coming. Um, so tweets that he put out recently, which I wanted to use as a springboard for the podcast today, is this. So he says. This was on the 7th of May. You can search for this at 11.40pm. He wrote, Radically differentiate yourself or fade away lost as another grain of sand on the beach. So I'll say it again. In capitals, the first two words, radically differentiate yourself or fade away lost as another grain of sand on the beach. Now, it's almost poetic, really, the way that he's written it. And he's... Um, He's put a paragraph break as well in between radically differentiate yourself and the or fade away lost as another grain of sand on the beach part. And I love loads of stuff this guy tweets. He, he's got some great content. He puts some awesome stuff out there. This in particular resonated with me and um, I thought about it and I thought that I would make it the basis of the podcast because I think here... He hits on something that's really, really important. And it's something that I've been trying to articulate in various articles uh, and podcasts and so on for the last little, little while, really. And I think it gets to the heart of the question of what really is, what, what really makes game work? You know, what is it that really is the is there a secret source to game and if so what is that that secret source what is the silver bullet you know and i believe that there is a silver bullet but i don't think that anyone has fully articulated it yet or really brought it out in a way that kind of makes sense or is replicable and i think there's various reasons for that i think for a start um it's hard to put out a sort of catch-all method that's going to work for every single guy because the truth is that all of us are so different people come from different backgrounds they'd have different looks they have different sort of skill sets and abilities and so on so it's very hard for any even the best game or pickup content creator in the world to say right this is it this is the answer the secret this is going to work for everybody but I also think that we need to drill down further into this idea about radically differentiating ourselves because I believe that what happens is there's all of this game advice out there, some of it incredible, some of it less incredible, some of it fantastic, incredibly well written, incredibly incisive, um, you know, others less so, a lot of copyists um, and people that probably don't really have the experience in the field that they should in order to be putting that content out there. But, you know, essentially you'll see all of this content and it breaks down really um, into a number of different facets for what you've got to do to get a girl. And these facets, to be honest, don't differ that much from content provider to content provider and they are effectively approach engage in some way uh flirt spike it up tease whatever Cr create attraction then from the attraction hook um create some comfort in some way so make the girl realize that you're not just a a pickup artist you're not just a crazy um you know player you are actually a, a human being and you are you know you're a decent guy 
uh, close, and that either means taking her phone number or Facebook, or it potentially means um, having sex with her on that occasion. But assuming the former, taking her, her number or her Facebook, organizing another date, on that date escalating, taking her back to your place or going to her place and then having sex. And those are really the key steps in any interaction. And that's been the same, you know, right back to, to mystery in the game through to the guys that are that are teaching and writing today. So Tom Torero, uh, Craig Cassidy, um, you know, all of the stuff that you'll see online these days, it essentially follows that same format. So the London day game model, for example, the format really of the London day game model doesn't differ substantially from the um, from the steps laid out in the game. It's just been uh, you know tweaked and modified so that it um, it works better in a daytime scenario. But the the fundamental structure, and I think we can all agree on this, of pickup is always going to be the same because you've always got to do those same things. You've got to you've got to meet her you've got to start talking to her you've got to create attraction you've got to make her realize you're not a psycho or a serial killer you've got to uh get some way of contacting her and then you've got to escalate and take it to sex so you know there's only so many ways of skinning a cat i think the uh expression is which is a little bit um cruel to cats but you know there's only so many ways of stating really the same thing um, and that information is out there, and it's out there to an, I, I won't say infinite, but um, there's a massive, massive, massive degree of that information out there. I mean, you can read my book, Seven Laws of Seduction. You can read Neil Strauss, The Game, The Rules of the Game. You can read uh, Krause's book. You can read Tom Torero's book. You can read 60 Years of Challenge. You can read Rational Mail. You can go to Chateau Hartiste and read the game posts there. You can read Black Dragon. I mean, the list is endless, but essentially, and, and that's good as well. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. I think that's fantastic because we will seek out the teachers that resonate best with us. And not everyone's message is going to resonate with you. And on the converse side of that, as a, a content creator, you know, we accept that our message is only going to work with certain guys. So people will like my content. I mean, people love my content. You know, I get emails from people, I get messages, um, and my content really speaks to them. But by the same token, there's going to be other guys who's going to look at my content and it's not going to have that resonance for them. They're just not going to buy into my style, you know, my way of present, my mode of presentation, the way that I articulate things. It's just not going to be for them. But then maybe somebody else will be. So they will go to, uh, you know, somebody, some other content provider, and they will, you know, and that guy's stuff will really resonate with them. So it's all good. Everybody has a place, and. Every, as as well, everybody's individual interpretation of the fundamentals adds value because we're all so different. You know, guys are very, very different. There are certain guys, as I said, I'm going to repeat myself now, but there are certain guys who resonate with me, um, you know, who, but then equally there are other guys who aren't at all because they're just very different to me. And so they will find somebody who, you know, carries the message to them in a way that they, you know, they appreciate more. And that's fair enough. Um, 
but essentially we're all set, we're all I was going to say selling and you know in a way that's true we're all putting forward ideas that are at base very similar because the scaffolding is very similar the fundamental structure is is the same attraction is what it is it's not going to radically change nobody's going to come out with some you know amazing kind of theory where you know you just lie down on the floor in front of her and she she will have sex with you instantly or something that is it's not going to change that much so what do we need to do to make it work because then you get guys who get into this and they read all of this stuff i mean we're all reading the same advice we're all going to the same texts and yet some guys go on to get very very good results in their pickup they go on to achieve you know, high numbers of lays, they get very attractive girls, they get girls that they wouldn't have been getting before. Um, and other guys don't, you know, other guys go into it and they try it for a bit and it doesn't really go anywhere and they get frustrated and then they give up and they become, they go onto PUA hate or whatever that website's called now and they start slagging off game and saying it doesn't work these people are charlatans, this is all rubbish, they've taken my money, they've taken my dignity, my self-respect, I've got nothing left now and I can't get a girl and all of this stuff is rubbish. Um, are those people right? No, of course they're not right because the advice out there works, um, the, 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 the framework of the advice has been field tested by enough people, it is in sync with evolutionary biology so you know increasingly that's become a big part of the conversation how game um keys into those very fundamental aspects of how it is to be human how it is to live in a society and you know the 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 framework is is rigorous enough now to know that this stuff works but if it's not working for you then why is that the case and what can you do about it? Now, I have recently, because I've been thinking a lot about this recently <clears throat> with the work I've been doing, the content I've been creating, and I think a couple of things. I think one thing I think is increasingly, I believe that the dark triad characteristics are the most effective um, in terms of the way that you do game. I probably didn't articulate that quite how I meant. Um, if you wanted to have a secret source, if you wanted to say, right, okay, what is what is the thing that's really going to get me laid a lot? I believe that the dark, char dark triad characteristics, the bad boy, the, the reckless alpha, that is the... That is what you're aiming for. That's what's really going to get you what you, you know, that's what's going to get you laid. Um, and then <clears throat> there's issues around that, really, because there are ethical issues, because, you know, do you really want to be that person? So the dark tribe characteristics, if this is new to you, are Machiavellianism, narcissism, and psychopathy. Now, Machiavellianism, as you are, I'm sure, aware, is, is, um, comes from the Italian philosopher Machiavelli, who wrote The Prince, which is all about um, sneaky ways to gain and hold on to power in organisations. Um, the, the work is very popular with a lot of people who 
uh, writes about business or who writes about acquiring power. Generally, um, Robert Greene's 48 Laws of Power is a great book to read if you're interested in this subject. But anyway, this the, this, the idea of Machiavellianism is basically the idea of somebody who can manoeuvre um, socially in order to get what he wants. So he can be sneaky, he can be cunning, he can be clever, he can be very strategic, and he can get what he wants. So that's the first of the of the three elements of the triad. The second is narcissism. Now, narcissism, we are, is a more familiar term. Um, narcissism is basically somebody who thinks they are the dog's bollocks, somebody who thinks they are fantastic. They have a, um, a, a very, very high opinion of themselves and possibly um, a delusionally high opinion of themselves. Um, and psychopathy is, um, again, more familiar to us. I tend to think of it really in terms of a lack of empathy because when we say the word psychopath, of course, we think of Patrick Bateman and we think of, you know, somebody with a <clears throat> with an ice pick going around killing people and stuff. And um, while those individuals um, may well be psychopaths, that's not necessarily what we're talking about in society. Psychopathy is really largely the um, the lack of empathy, the lack of um, being able to empathise and sympathise with other people around us. So if you think of the, the really empathetic guy, um, I suppose really, I mean, the stereotypically that guy is the, is what we call the AFC the average frustrated chump or the beater because that guy you know he really cares about the girl's feelings he doesn't want to hurt her he doesn't want to make her feel embarrassed or make her feel bad in any way you know he wants to make everything nice and lovely the psychopath doesn't give a shit about any of that the psychopath wants to get what he wants to get he wants to get his own way and he will do whatever it takes to achieve that so you can see already on a very simplistic level how psychopathy is helpful for the seducer so those three characteristics i believe are the hallmark of somebody who's a real seducer and as i say there's a, there's an ethical dimension to this as well because how much do you want to let yourself become that person you know is meeting girls so important to you that you want to um, lose something of your humanity almost or lose something of what makes you a good person and that's a wider topic I've written an article about it which is on my site I will no doubt write more about it in future because I think there is a middle way um, I think there is a way to use some of these um, dark triad if you like um elements in your behavior without becoming engulfed by them without becoming you know submerged in them and becoming a, a a bad horrible person but ironically it has to be said being a bad horrible person will probably get you laid more than being a nice supplicating empathetic considerate guy and you know unfortunately that's just the way of it and human nature is you know it is what it is it's not always rosy it's not always an oil painting it's not how we would like it to be but it is what it is and that's what we have to accept and, and work with 
And that really, to me, is the fundamental of the red pill, is recognising how human nature actually is and behaving accordingly as a result of that. Um, now, you might wonder what this has got to do with the, the topic, which is this idea of radically differentiating yourself. And I think that the two things kind of go hand in hand. And I'm sort of articulating this as I go along, because it's something that I want to explore for myself. But when be a pickup artist says radically differentiate yourself or fade away lost as another grain of sand on the beach i think this is incredibly important because when i think back to my career if you like um in pickup um i have been successful and i've been more successful than other people around me um and I've been more successful than guys that were maybe better looking or, you know, ostensibly had more going for them than I did. And I try to break down why that is, because I think that's what's going to be most of value to people. You know, if you've had some success, then you want to be able to say to other people, well, this is how I had the success. And I think it plays into narcissism, actually, because one of the things that I always did, and this was even before... Um, I'd studied game as a kind of a, a formal thing, if you like. I mean, I, the, my game story, <clears throat> which I've written about elsewhere, is um, I didn't get laid till I was 20. When I was 20, I got a girlfriend who was actually really hot. Um, she kind of, it kind of fell into my lap, but also it fell into my lap because I was on an antidepressive um, medication that at the time hyped my narcissism up to sort of, you know, it ripped the knob off in terms of narcissism. And suddenly I was walking around like I was the, 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 the dog's bollocks, as we say in England. And this girl, I think, was really attracted to that. And uh, so I ended up, you know, getting with her and we were together for about six months and then it ended in disaster because underneath it, I was still a helpless, hopeless um, romantic beater. And, you know, she pretty soon found that out and kicked me to the curb. But anyway, and then after that, I went into about 10 years of doing game in nightclubs, going rounds, chatting up girls, getting laid, et cetera, et cetera. But it wasn't game. I'd never read anything about game. I'd never read an article about. I mean, at the time, it always seemed to me that, you know, how to meet girls type books and things. It was a bit grubby, you know, it was a little bit uh, and, and, and a bit, a bit uh, sad as well, because, you know, if you were... Why would you need to read that? You should just know it inherently. But then, in 2005, when the game came out, of course, attitudes started to change because this was a very popular book. A lot of people read it. Um, I read it as well. And from there, I got into um, the phase where I was more formally interested in, in pickup, if you like. So I started to read forums. I would read websites. I read other books. And it became something of a you know, an interest and obsession, if you like, really, um, that's lasted ever since. Um, but anyway, going back to the, to before that, before 2005, I was doing game. It's just, it was untutored game. And I got really good results at that time. Not as good as I got when I started to read the books and I started to apply the theory and the techniques, but I did get some good results with some, with some hot girls. And I think the reason for that was I would radically differentiate myself. And I wasn't doing it as a strategy. It wasn't, you know... I wasn't sitting there going, ah, oh, I'm going to radically differentiate myself today. And, uh, you know, it was just, I didn't really give a fuck, you know. I, I was very narcissistic. 
um, as a result of the antidepressants and probably certain other substances that were going around at that time on the club scene. Um, bearing in mind this was sort of the late 90s, early 2000s. The dance scene in England was uh, pretty crazy. Um, and, you know, and it was down to, so it was down to every element, really, of my presentation of myself. But particularly things like clothing and the way that I groomed and the way that I looked. You know, I'd have really spiky hair. Um, I would wear pretty outrageous clothes. Um, I would shun anything that looked too normal. I didn't want to look normal, you know. So I wouldn't just go out wearing an Adidas t-shirt and a pair of trainers and some some chinos or something because to me that was boring it was normal it looked average and I was too rebellious for that I didn't want to I didn't want to look normal I didn't want to look and this wasn't even anything to do with girls really this was just the way that I was you know I was like sod that I'm not gonna um you know I'm not gonna fall in line with with that nonsense you know and so I would I would have um a fairly uh, flamboyant sort of appearance if you like and this was really Really, peacocking before peacocking, before there was a word for peacocking, before it became a um, something of a cliche, I suppose, in the uh, in the community. Um, so I was radically differentiating myself in the way that I looked, um, but also to some degree in the way that I came over, I came across. You know, I wasn't talking about the usual things. I had a very strong aesthetic. I had a very strong sense of myself, the kinds of things that I was interested in. Um, uh, the, the kind of music that I liked, the kind of literature that I liked. Um, you know, I was somebody who was kind of going around the, the, the house scene, the, ho the, the, the house nightclub scene, but I was sort of cut from a different cloth, really, because I was into literature, I was into poetry, I was into drama, um, I was into I was into a lot of techno and house music, but equally I was into a lot of other types of, of music as well, which were, you know, very, very different to that. And so my whole aesthetic, you know, the whole way that I presented myself was very, very differentiated from the average kind of Joes around me. Now, fast forward to today... And, you know, I still have to look at it because now I think, you know, I've calmed down a lot. I've changed a lot as a person. I've worked, you know, professionally in corporate jobs for a long time. And all of that has a, all of that has an effect, you know. I mean, I'm different. I'm probably much more <sighs> conventional, I suppose, in, in, in many ways than, than I was in those early days. But you know, I still have that narcissistic spirit. I still have that um, arrogance, I suppose. Um, I still have, I still have a very strong sense of myself as being very different to other people. And I guess what I'm trying to come around to say is when I, uh, when I allow that to come out, when I communicate that most strongly, that tends to be when I get the most success with girls because when you think about it what women aren't looking for really is some boring dude who's the same as everybody else who goes to work who pays the mortgage who does the garden at the weekend now you know I mean that's not to say that those guys don't get get laid and they don't get married and everything else I mean particularly married because actually in a way that is what girls are looking for 
from the beta buck side of the equation, you know, what girls are looking for as they get older is to settle down, to find a partner, to get married, uh, have kids. And they want somebody stable. They want somebody who's going to be able to facilitate those desires. But, you know, as far as the excitement's concerned, as far as the quick sex, as far as the, uh, you know, as far as the adventure sex side of things is concerned, they, they don't want that. You know, they want somebody who's different. They want somebody who excites them, who's kind of mysterious, who's a bit intriguing. Um, and I suppose that was what I was keying into. Um, at first, it was unintentionally, and then later it became more of a conscious strategy. So, as I say, I think the, the dark tri characteristics of uh, Machiavellianism, psychopathy, and narcissism are, are key in terms of being really attractive and what i'm talking about here is really really you know getting them excited getting them ready for quick sex getting them kind of you know and that's kind of where you want to be as a player um the other side of things where you go on 13 dates and you know she meet you meet her parents and then maybe or maybe not she'll she'll sleep with you you know that's a different model and i'm not saying that people don't do that successfully but that's not really what we're talking about here because here we're talking about being a player and we're talking about being uh, somebody who, who cuts through all of that crap and who gets laid quickly now the best example of this and it's a very obvious one is of course Russell Brand because the other thing about this is when you radically differentiate yourself people are going to love it or hate it and um, you've just got to be prepared for that so somebody like Russell Brand I mean <clears throat> certainly in his heyday, um, he was loved and hated in equal measure. But the girls who loved him really, really, really loved him. And if you read uh, my bookie wookie or, or and the second one, the second um, autobiography, you know he details. He goes in great detail about his erotic adventures. Um, you know the sex he had, the threesomes, all of the crazy stuff, and you know. He was so differentiated. I mean, here was a guy with kind of flamboyant, um, weird sort of Victorian crossed with rock and roll hair, eyeliner, leather trousers, bangles. You know, he was scrawny. Uh, he was kind of weirdly gothic looking, uh, sort of alternative, but in a really odd way. And, you know, that is a, a very distinct case of differentiation. I mean, if you look at him now, he looks a little bit more conventional. You know, he's got he's got longish hair, but it's brushed back. I mean, he's he doesn't look particularly outlandish. But back in the early 2000s, he did. And it was an incredible look. We hadn't really... He looked probably like Mark Bolan or something like that. You know, we hadn't really seen anything like him in mainstream culture since the 70s or 80s, maybe, really, you know. And it, and girls went mental for him. You know, girls went absolutely wild for him. Um, and in part, that was based in his narcissism. You know, he radically differentiated himself, but he did so as a direct result of his own narcissism. So his look, the way that he presented himself, you know, probably maybe girls found it sexy anyway. You know, he's wearing the tight jeans and everything else. 
But more than that, it displayed his narcissism. It displayed the fact that he thought he was the dog's bollocks, that he was different to other people. And effectively, he was sticking two fingers up at conventional society, really. You know, he didn't give a, a toss about what people thought or, you know, what was conventionally expected or anything like that. He was a wild, or he presented himself as a wild, debauched, uh, character and there was a certain subset of women that absolutely loved it that frothed at the um, vagina for his his look and his presentation and that's what you need to do you know if you want to if you want to go from being okay at pickup to being great to being somebody who gets you know phenomenal kinds of uh, quantities of sex or, you know, interesting sort of bizarre sexual experiences or threesomes or, you know, whatever it is, then you need to find a way to differentiate yourself. Now, I'm not saying that you go out and you buy some eyeliner and you dress like Russell Brand. I'm certainly not saying that you dress like Mystery in the early 2000s because that would be horrendous. Um, it's got to be in sync with your own character. It's got to be in sync with what you're into, you know, the sort of stuff that you like. Um, but look at some of your heroes. Look at some of your music heroes. Look at some of the people that you admired when you are growing up. Maybe you still admire. Um, and, again, don't copy those people, but try to think about those people and what, uh, how they differentiate themselves, what they do. You know, what aesthetic can you bring into the modern world that is currently less popular what what can you what can you communicate um what can you communicate that jars a little bit with your surroundings so say right now at the moment i'm wearing a silver skull ring now you know I'm not saying that that's unheard of. There's plenty of people who who wear silver skull rings. Um, you know, a lot of them are kind of rocker characters or bikers and stuff. I'm not, but I'm wearing it. Um, and instantly it differentiates me. Now, I'm not saying that girls are going to flock to me because I'm wearing a, 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 a silver skull ring. That I mean, that's ridiculous. And actually, some girls are going to think, why is he wearing that? That looks, that looks horrible. I'm not feeling it. Um... But the point is, and this is like with business, you know, you need to find a niche. You you need to you need to differentiate yourself so you're not the same as those other all those other bland, boring, beta kind of boyfriend material guys. You need to differentiate yourself and then you need to find your niche and you need to accept that not everyone's going to like it. But the ones that do like it, the girls that do like it, they're going to love it and you are going to have some fantastic experiences off the back of that. So in conclusion, I think what I'm saying overall is game is, is important, but it's not enough. You need to know game principles. You need to know, you need to be able to approach. You need to be confident. You need to have some lines. You need to, you know, all of that stuff. Yeah, fine. But more important than that is how you differentiate yourself, how you set yourself out from the crowd. Now, one other thing I suppose is to say, it's been remarked on recently how many people in day game kind of copy Tom Torero or they kind of copy Craig Cassidy and, you know, they go around wearing a leather jacket and boots and, uh, you know, going up to the girls saying, hey, you look French, you know, and going into the London day game model. And, and they, they're basically just copying Torero. And that's, you know, that's fine if you want to do that. You know, you need to, to get started somehow. But 
I would urge you to, as, as I say, to look at your own heroes, look at your own influences, look at different things you can bring into the equation. You know, I, I went out wearing a white um, suit jacket recently and I, was, I had some pictures on, on social media and stuff and people really like that. And it's different, you know, it's, diff- it's I'm not just going out wearing a River Island leather jacket and pretending to be Tom Torero, you know, I'm doing something different. And that's what you should do too. You need to differentiate yourself. Look for different influences outside of the mainstream. Bring those into your presentation. Um, cultivate an incredibly high opinion of yourself that's some, so in some way akin to narcissism. Um, and project that. And project that through your clothes, your accessories, your grooming, the way that you talk, the way that you walk the things that you talk about, the interests that you have, um, and be unapologetic and own that. And it will be through doing all of those things that you will start to attract girls who, you know, are very, very attracted to you as opposed to being sort of lukewarm and you have to take them on three dates and everything else. I hope that makes some sort of sense. It's, I think, a really important topic and it's something I'll be coming back to without a doubt but yeah I hope that there was some stuff in there that you found interesting any comments please give me a shout you can contact me on the website uh, or on Twitter and yeah go forth have a fantastic rest of the week and I will speak with you again next week bye bye